Have you ever returned home from an amazing vacation or extended trip so fully alive, only to be hit with the post-traveler blues? Guess what? Reality doesn't have to bite. The Traveler's Heart wants to inspire travelers and encourage armchair travelers to see everyday life as a travel experience. We all have a traveler living inside us whose sole purpose is to help us escape what we know so we can see and experience life from a new perspective. We are excited to explore conversations about why we travel, how we travel, and the benefits of mindful, purposeful travel. Additionally, we will dive deep into how our passions, cultural preferences, biases, beliefs, life's events, life stages, and even astrology all impact our travel choices. I am your host, Julia Zolfo, and this is the Traveler's Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Traveler's Heart Podcast. We believe travel is not only something you do, but it is a vehicle for development and transformation. It's actually an environment in which you get to unpack parts of yourself that you're extremely passionate about, or maybe you've hidden from the world. And today's guest is going to share how travel can be an actual canvas on which to express passions close to your heart. Part of our mission here at the Traveler's Heart Podcast is inspire you to see travel as something that you can do every day, not just on vacations and long weekends. I am your host, Julia Zolfo, and I'm the creator of the Traveler's Heart Podcast. And this, the Traveler's Heart, has been my approach to living life every day. And I am hoping to inspire other people to see that you too can live every day as a traveler. Every episode, I love to bring guests that inspire this actual concept of living with the travel at heart through either their outward adventures or some of their courageous inner journeys. And today, I have the honor of speaking with Mark Albrahaski. Mark is a photographer, he's a physician, he's an author, an inventor, a speaker, he's a trip leader, a digital educator. And in my experience, extremely humble. Um, This introduction is only the tip of the iceberg of who this soul is and what he continues to contribute to this world. Mark, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Julie. I'm really excited to talk with you. Absolutely. So Mark and I were introduced by a mutual friend, Denise. Hi, Denise. We're so excited that you introduced the two of us. Um, It was about a year ago, I was getting ready to launch my book, The Traveler's Heart, and you were in the process of kind of getting ready to launch your book, Touched by Light. And so I'm excited that today we can share with our audience that your book is completed, it's released, and it's published. And part of our conversation today is going to be hearing about um, Mark's book. But more importantly, this isn't just any book. As you heard in the introduction, Mark is a photographer. He's done destination photography events. But how he got to being a photographer is such an interesting story. And that is part of Touch by Light. So, Mark, you know what? There's so much to unpack about who you are and this incredible book. I started to read it over the weekend. And in the first couple of paragraphs, it it told me right then that I need to stop. This isn't something that I'm going to rush through, that this book itself is going to be a journey. And I would love for you, if you can, for the audience, just to read the beginning 
of the invitation that you have in this book, hearing it from the author, I think would be so much better. Love to. So here we go. And I apologize for looking away from the screen. While this story is about my journey, I hope you may actually find yourself along the way. Whether you're a photographer, dreamer, parent, artist, executive, or personal development seeker, we all share the same affinity of turning our dreams into reality. Some keep the dream as a secret. Others only speak of it, but a few act on the dream and watch it change their life. Inside the pages of this book, I hope your inner spark will dare you to dream. I hope you'll wonder, could I do this? Could I live out my dream? And the answer is yes, you can. Our life journeys are about recognizing and nurturing what makes the heart beat stronger, smiles stretch wider, and our ability to be relentless when following our passions. Give yourself permission to follow yours. When you do, dreams are born. And a single dream can change your life. It did mine. Mm. Wow. That, again, extremely powerful. Um, So not expecting that. What a a beautiful surprise that I got in that. And so, you know, as you said, you know, give yourself permission to follow yours. When you do, dreams are born. A single dream can change your life. It did mine. What was that that changed yours? Well, you know, it's very funny. You, When you start these journeys in your life, you sometimes don't even realize that you're starting a journey. Mm-hmm. There's just something that pushes you one way or another, and you go with that flow, and it leads you places that you may not even be aware of till after the fact, and, and you look back over your shoulder and realize where you've come from and where you're standing now. And that's very much describes my life. I led sort of a non-existence all through high school until I met this young lady and and started to fall in love with her. And at that point, I realized I don't have a good picture of this lady. Mm -hmm. And I was a freshman in college and I saw a a photographer walking around on the campus of the University of Kentucky with a fancy camera. And so I walked up to him and said, how do you make pictures with a good camera like that? So he took me to the dark room in the journalism building that night and showed me how to wind film and develop it and go into the dark room and print images. And I was so hooked in that evening. No Mark, clue. before before even that started, did you have any interest in photography or that None. just? None. Okay. None. Okay. So this That's came out so of the blue. Okay. That's what's so interesting about it because all right. it all came, it, it all was motivated by affection for this woman. Wow. And so I fell in love with her and fell in love with the camera kind of simultaneously. And the passion for both those things became a thread literally through the rest of my life. The challenge for me as a young man was that my family history was all about medicine. My grandfather was a surgeon. My father was an internist. My older brother was already in medical school. And I was at the point of deciding in college and I was photography crazy all through four years of college. And it was like, so am I going to go into photography or am I going to go into medicine? And I laugh when I tell this story because I tell people, well, there was nobody in my family who understood the arts. So there was no support for photography. So I took the easy path and went to medical school instead because <laughs> I at least I at least knew that was where that was going to go. Wow. And so so then I ended up going to medical school and discovering later when I went into the field of pathology that I was drawn to that field. I mean, I had no clue what force was guiding me into a field that's all about visual. 
I mean, the tool, what does a pathologist do? He sits down at his microscope and he looks into a viewfinder, right? To diagnose disease on slides. Mm -hmm. So I embark on that career now in medicine. And for the next 25 years, I'm training my eyes to see unbelievable detail that nobody else sees, because that's what I did for eight or 10 hours every day for 25 years. So along the way, I, I worked photography into medicine. And so medical photography was a big thing for me. But then when I'm out in practice so many years later, my son started playing soccer in high school. And by the way, I'm still married to that same girl who inspired the picture. Love it. Love it. And our, and our son is playing soccer. And the school, someone says, we need pictures for the soccer newsletter. And I'm like, well, you know, I photographed tennis when I was a youngster. I could get out my camera and do this again. And suddenly having a camera back in my hands outside of medicine was such a treat that I just started. It was just like all of a sudden my cup is overflowing. My passion fire is suddenly a roaring bonfire. And I decided teach yourself Photoshop, invest a couple of years revisiting this passion and see where it can go. And making this long story very short, one day I received a magazine in the mail, an, a, a copy of Nikon World magazine. And the cover story was about a lawyer who had become a f- professional travel photographer. Mm-hmm. And immediately I saw the parallel between someone with a professional career like physician, but she's a lawyer. And she leaves that career to chase photography. And so I wrote the lady. We began this correspondence. She says, oh, my gosh, your work is amazing which of course I didn't believe that's a whole other story, but she sent me places and I ran into people in the industry who in fact said, yes, your photography is amazing. Next thing I know, Nikon is contacting me wanting to buy my work to use in advertising images. If if that's not a Cinderella story, I don't know what it is. And, And then now they want me to teach workshops around the world. And so I'm, I'm already 25 years into medicine. I'm almost 50. So let me pause for a second, like in that moment, you know, we, we are now like really visualizing the outer journey. What's kind of going on inside for you? Is when your passion grabs you like that, Mm. and it's, it's a passion about something other than typically what your daily life is. Mm. It is so exciting inside. Every day you get up driven by this energy that feels like like nuclear, like it's never going to run out. And you, and the, the thing that's really cool about it, and it's actually, it's a, another point for later in the story, but when, for imagine here I am practicing medicine full-time, which is a full-time occupation. Okay? Absolutely. Every minute of so. every day. Yeah. Now I've got this photography that I'm trying to squeeze in in the hours after I get home and do family things. And then I've got 60 minutes at night at 1 a.m. before I'm going to crash because I got to get up the next morning to be at the hospital. Those 60 minutes to invest in my passion became so precious. It's like every second counts. Wow. I get it. And so you're fueling this and all of a sudden I'm sitting in the office in a microscope and the phone rings and it's the editor from Nikon World or it's somebody at Nikon wanting to talk to me about shooting an assignment form. How do you... If you can't believe that that's a trick to shift gears with your mind to go from diagnosing somebody's cancer in front of you to picking up the phone and talking to an editor about doing a photo shoot around the world, it's crazy. And so for two years, that was my life. 
Wow. So you were doing both simultaneously for two years. Wow. Okay. And you still have the same 24 hours that all of us do. And somehow you're managing this again, you know, time and money, right? People complain. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money, but I am of the belief and you are demonstrating that when you are very clear and you are committed, you find the time and you You find the money, right? And it's not, and I give, you know, lots of props to my family for giving me that extra time Mm-hmm. and supporting what I was doing. And none of us had any clue that it would ever lead to anything like this. Right. But when push came to shove and I had some other initial experience of being, being a speaker for Nikon, and, and at some point, I'll, maybe I'll tell you that story, but suddenly it was like, I think that not many people get a chance to pull a second brass ring for mm-hmm. something like this. And I've done medicine for 25 years and made lots of contributions. And now I'm discovering I've got this other opportunity and I just really want to try it. And fortunately, my wife was supportive and my kids were supportive. And so I went in that direction. And after I made the change from medicine to being a photographer and educator and everybody, my friends, my family, everyone, and especially my wife said, you've become a different person. Yeah. Right. Well, it's great that you see that. I think, you know, in in paralleling this to travel, you know, a lot of our listeners are people who go out there and travel in the world and they have these great experiences and they know something changed on the inside. But when they come home, you know, it's not like you're wearing the T-shirt or you have the shot glass, like that inner change in you isn't visible to a lot of people. And for some people, they struggle with trying to be that new person in that old environment because nobody else sees the internal change. But you are blessed to be in an environment where people were really getting how much you changed. Not only that inside change was, like you said, overflowing into your outside world. And I love that you segged into those comments about the support that you get. And it's all absolutely true. You have Mm -hmm. to have it. Or, well, perhaps some people are more loners and they can make it happen without that support. But most of us. Or maybe block out the people that aren't supporting you. Right. Most of us need that. But the mm-hmm. thing that's so amazing is I think that is that inner journey. And that's something I would emphasize. I you can't be overemphasized. If you're someone that has this inner spark and this passion and this dream, I think that's sort of an indicator that you're one of the people that has this traveler's heart. Yep. And the thing I would say is you know, a lot of people think that maybe they see the name of your podcast, and they think, oh, we're going to hear fun stories just about people traveling the world. And, and there is that. Yep. Don't get me wrong. There is yep. that. But to me, the most critical thing about the traveler's heart is that it's what you just touched on. It's what's going on inside you. You have to be a person who comes to grip with the fact that you're going in a direction that's going to change you, that's going to change your life whether it's a trip somewhere or not, it still is an individual thing that you're going to have to come to grips to, whether you have support from the family or not. Absolutely. You know, I'm sitting here as I was listening to you, you know, part of, you know, we have the internal journey and the external journey. And, you know, my philosophy is like, you know, for, I call it my five E's. Well, so first we explore, right. Then we experiment, we experiment, experience. Then from that experience, we expand and evolve. Right. And this was what you were and you were giving yourself permission. I think part of that, what I'm hearing, Mark, is that there was this calling so deep and calling you forward that you allowed it 
to negate maybe where your head may have been holding you back. And so many people, you know, they want to do what you've done, right? Really listen to their heart, listen to your passion. And I love that in your book, it not only shares the story, not only gives these amazing pictures, which I want to talk about some of the pictures that you have in there, but I love the prompts that you have at the end of different chapters about really helping people explore what's happening when that calling, what actions are you taking or not taking? So, you know, listeners right. in this book, and you know, Mark is going to share with us later on how you can get the book and work with Mark. But I love the fact that it's almost like this working workbook as well. So you're getting this incredible story. You're getting these incredible pictures. And Mark also adds these incredible prompts. Did you know that was the direction you were going to go with in the book? It was that kind of the motivation? No, see, that's what's so interesting about this journey, and the, and not just the book, but the journey that I was on as a as a person growing and changing. You start out with one thing, and as I was teaching all these workshops, I would have participants saying, "You know, I went to look for your book online, and I don't find a book, and why?" And I would say, "Well, because there isn't a book yet. We don't need another photography book." And eventually, I ran into believe it or not, I was in Panama, Central America. And this native guy there who's a photographer, he's following my work. I mean, I was just flabbergasted when the workshop, the administrative person said, we've got a guy who signed up because he wanted to go with you. He follows your work. And I'm like, in Panama? Wow. So we're talking and he, and so he pops me, where's the book? And I said, well, I just don't feel like we need another photo book. And he says, well, I agree with you. We don't need another book that talks about what shutter speed to use or what lens to use. But what I want to read about is what is it about any particular scene that makes you feel like it needs to be a photograph that you want to make? Yes. I want to know about that. Yes. That's, and what you see that the rest of us don't see and, and how you make that opportunity happen. And then an, another couple of friends said, well, the thing we are excited about is we think the story of someone who would leave a medical career to become a photographer and chase light. How do you do that? How do you work so hard to become a physician and then leave that to do something as unlikely as become a professional photography? Well, that's what the book evolved into. So I started writing it half about the journey and half about making the images. And, you know, the book took me eight years to do Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. It took me a while to get my book done. <laughs> and so part of that was because my wife became ill with cancer and passed away during that whole process. So that's- She was your muse for all more. of this. Yes. 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 But so so as I was sitting there writing, I was looking back and, and really some of these things only come to you in retrospect. Mm. When I look back and I'm seeing the words flowing onto the pages, I really, I would look at it and think, this is your story. You did all this. All these things happened to you. This is crazy. And it made me realize how many lessons I'd learned along the way. All the things I had done unconsciously almost as I pursued, oppor recognized opportunities and then acted on them and followed through. And it's like one accomplishment opened another door and then going through that door opened another door. So that's how the book changed, because I felt like at the end of each chapter, it was like, you got to put something in to give people, let them have read what transpired, and then give them a couple of things to think about. How could what happened here apply to your life? Can you find the parallels? Because if you can, then you can help 
understand that these aren't things that you would read about and say, well, this could never happen to me. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. These things could happen to anyone if you just are keeping your eyes open and seeing the possibilities and then reaching for them. Because, you know, if you don't get it, so what? You, you tried and you failed, but you learned something in the process. But boy, when some of these things do work out, and just the fact that you stepped up and said, hey, I could do that, or hey, look what I've done. Right. It, it's just unbelievable. Well, I love what you're saying. And, and part of the travel experience that I noticed for myself, just as you're saying, like you kind of noticed it when you looked back, right? In retrospect, in hindsight. And it was the same thing with me in writing The Traveler's Heart. I noticed there was two different Julies. There was a Julie that went out there in the world and she put on her backpack and I called myself Zolfa woman, right? And I was this incredible, <laughs> like courageous person. And then I come back into my everyday life and I took the backpack off and she kind of went aside and there was a part of me that was missing. And so you are validating for me what I want listeners to remember that taking the pause after you have an experience to allow yourself to process what just happened. I think so many people go on vacations or go on an experience and they're having all this ahas and then they get home late on Sunday night, left no time to, you know, to download everything that happened and then show up Monday. And all of a sudden that experience was just, oh yeah, that was an experience, but this is my life. And so I, I I love the fact that you were saying, take the time and we can speed up that process, right? When we do slow down and really acknowledge how far we have come, because once we have this new set of experiences, what you choose to do that with that is entirely up to you. And some people miss that step. Oh, yeah. Miss that Absolutely. step. You know, and, so and thank you, know, you. And the funny thing is that even as you go, even as I'm writing the book, we're all human. And you go through these challenges and you work through them and you grow as you definitely grow as a person. But life has a funny way of it's like you learn, I'm sure you've read this thing, it's all over in all these different books about growing. But you learn one lesson that life wants you to learn. And then there's going to be a new lesson, you never stop with these lessons. Each one is going to challenge you in a new way. And so here I've accomplished so much, and not just in medicine or not just in photography, but in in personal growth and relationships. But then there's this book thing. And so many times I talk myself out of like, nobody's going to want to read this. You know, you have to revisit your own inner drive and face these demons all over again and just... Sometimes you look back and say, wait a minute, I teach this advice to other people and I'm not even taking my own advice. Absolutely. Guilty. Guilty as charged. And so so you have to keep doing that and you get better at it, but it's still always a challenge. But working through that challenge is what makes the destination so sweet momentarily as you're on your way to the next destination. Absolutely. So flipping through the pages, because I really want to just say, first of all, acknowledge your book is absolutely beautiful. And again, to listeners, this isn't just a photography book, although it's absolutely gorgeous. And um, I've been to Africa, I've been to some of these places in the world, and I have to say my pictures do not look like yours. (laughs) (laughs) But I love the distinction you made that, you know, there's no wasted experience. And it was through becoming a doctor and then looking through that lens and that like, microscope 
that actually maybe even perfected how you're able to see things out in the world. And I was looking at the picture. It was on page 137. It was the one where the cheetah, I guess, was sitting on the roof. Can you kind of talk what was going on there? Like what was happening? What was that experience? So cheetahs are just, they're one of my favorite of the big cats. And they're so beautiful and regal and, and so fast. You just can't imagine it. And they have this interesting habit one of the ways that they hunt is they like to find something elevated to sit on so they can get higher off the ground to be able to scan the horizon, look for prey. Okay. Typically in Africa, that's anthills, you know? And so you see them sitting on anthills all the time, but cheetahs, like all the animals in Africa, they've grown up from the moment they're born, all these green vehicles with tourists in them are driving around. So they accept them from the moment of their first breath as being part of the landscape. Nobody's ever threatening them from those vehicles. And so they're just kind of safe things, these rocks, green rocks that move. Okay. So the cheetahs start to look at these vehicles like, hey, that green rock is sitting still. I could climb up on the top of it and get even a better vantage point than the anthill. Wow. So it's not unusual for cheetahs to climb on the roof of these tourist vehicles. Well, it had never happened to me. And I saw in the distance, I was leading this small group and I saw in the distance, I said, guys, Stop, take a picture of this cheetah on the roof of this other tourist vehicle because it's such a cool, classic kind of shot. We got the shot. And then I told our driver, let's drive closer and see you know, if we can get a, a close up. Well, we get there and the cheetah jumps off the route and starts to walk away. And I'm thinking to myself, why doesn't that cheetah ever get on my vehicle? Well, I've been here almost 10 times and I've never had a cheetah on my vehicle. So I'm right. standing in the back row. It's a pop top vehicle, meaning mm-hmm. the roof's over my head. And there's yes. an open space. And I'm changing lenses, looking out the back of the vehicle. And all of a sudden, the Jeep shakes a little bit. And I look up from what I'm doing. And there, a foot and a half away, is the cheetah's face. Wow. As he's climbing up the back of my vehicle over the spare tire. And we look at each other for a second. And then he hops up on the roof. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, right. the cheetah's on the roof. You know? So right. I put on a wide-angle lens. And I said to the driver, his name was Felix. I said, Felix. Do you know where the cheetah is? He said, yeah, I think he's up in front. And I said, are you cool with me sliding out the back up onto the roof, basically? And he said, yeah, just go slow. And, you know, I know you'll be sensible. Mm-hmm. So I crawl up there and the cheetah's facing the other way and the sun's behind me. And I'm I'm giving one of these mental, please turn around, please turn around. Yes. And all of a sudden the cheetah turns. We're talking like he's arm's length away from Wow. Me. I've got this wide angle lens on his tails, like come curling right at the bottom of the frame. And he's looking like, cue my portrait shot. I'm looking into the sun now with beautiful lighting sky. So I'm snapping off the shots as a calm photographer. Right. Meanwhile, my heart is like ready to leap out of. My Absolutely. Chest. And, and I was so lucky because there was someone else in another vehicle nearby that took a picture of me on the roof shooting the cheetah. And he gave it to me that night at dinner. So it was an experience that I had never forgotten. And every time I look at the pictures of me on the roof and then what I was seeing in the camera, it's like, blows oh, my mind. I'm so excited that in flipping, like, I picked, I pulled out that one. I mean, there was a couple that really jumped oh. out for me. And that one was like, wow, that to me was extremely special. Were there other people trying to take photos as well at that time? Or was it just you? Well, no, you know, you couldn't. 
it wasn't, it's not really practical to think about mm. other people going up on the roof to get that shot because a moment later, the cat went down over the front of the car to walk away. And you never want to really harass the animals. Of and course, so of course. I just had my moment and, and then that moment was gone. And so the other um, clients that were in the vehicle didn't get that shot. They got lots of other shots. Wow. And you come home with 10,000 pictures. So there's no shortage of images, but Absolutely. that was just meant to be my moment. I was, you know, took me but 10 you saw years that. to get there. And you manifested that, you know, Mark, you have so much to offer. And I've loved hearing about your stories. Like in this brief time that we've had together, this book is, from my perspective, again, it's not just a picture book, not just a story, but there's a lot of work and introspection for anyone who's looking to do that. What would you like the listeners or a reader who gets your book, what would you like a takeaway to be or something that you want to point out about the book that you would really like to focus on for them? Well, so I'm very briefly, I'll just say there are a couple of tips. Many people will buy the book because of it's, it's about photography. So mm -hmm. the thing I would stress for the photographers with the book and the journey is great photographs are ultimately not about technical mastery. They're not about learning how to set shutter speed and pick the right lens. Those are important things, mm -hmm. but you can have that mastery and not make meaningful photographs. It's much more about awareness, developing real awareness so that you block everything out and you're only paying attention to what's there in front of you. And then you connect that awareness with your eyes and your heart so that you're letting an emotional feeling control your finger about at what moment to push the shutter button, about how to move the camera so that what you see in the frame suddenly becomes something electrifying to you and you know that's the moment that I want to capture. And that's why you can have six people side by side all photographing the same thing and your shot shows something nobody else captured quite the same way. And that's the magic of photography. Absolutely. So that's what I would say to the photographer. Okay. In terms about a tip for life, I would say chasing your passion means figuring out what works for you, okay? When I was first starting as a photographer, I was trying to contact other professionals and I was thinking, oh, they can, they can tell me how to get from A to B, you know, to that goal that I have. And the thing I discovered along the way is nobody can figure that out for you but you. And it's hard. And if you want to be an artist or a dreamer who's making your dream come true, ultimately, you are going to get support from other people. And there will be mentors that will pop up that can be instrumental. But ultimately, it's going to be you following through and taking those leaps of faith. And so find, find the courage and do it. And don't worry about failing because the adage, you learn more from your failures, from your successes, is absolutely true. And if you keep getting up and moving forward, even after those failures, you just become stronger and more determined and you'll reach your goal. And so one of, it's kind of silly. Uh, it's a play on words a little bit, but I want everybody who's starting out from square one, you know, you, you look at my book and I, I titled it uh, The Power to Be Extraordinary. And that sounds very grandiose. And I hope I'm not Elon Musk, you know, I'm not Bill Gates, okay? But look at the word extraordinary. It's ordinary plus extra. 
And anybody can, who's following their passion can find whatever level of extra is for them and become somebody much greater than they thought they were going to be. So that's really the message that's in the book that I hope people really feel because it even chokes me up to think about it. Yeah. It's such a powerful thing. Absolutely. And all of that, you know, kind of getting back to circling back as I opened up the podcast today was travel isn't just something you do. It's a, a vehicle for transformation and it's an environment, right, that you intentionally put yourself in so you can kind of block out the noise, but spending that time going inward, right, and allowing yourself to listen to that. Because if you don't and don't allow to do that, you know, that's where I think people get tripped up. Like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I'm like, well, have you actually spent the time? Have you actually really listened? Or when you hear that calling, you're like, nope, that's not for me. So I love the fact that you are encouraging people that when that fires in you, that's your specific calling. And we should not be putting water on it, but giving it air, right? Get and air. people ask me, a number of people said, well, who's your audience? And I really want people to understand this book is not just for photographers. I mean, yes. you'll enjoy the pictures, you'll enjoy the stories. But what I want people to see is maybe you're a pianist and I want you to think about instead of just playing the way your teacher is telling you or just the exact rhythm that's on the sheets of music, I want you to think about sitting down and feeling how your key fingers are pressing on the keys and, and what your ears are hearing and how it makes your heart light up to play it a certain way. And that puts you on a different path that's really following the passion for performing that instrument. And maybe you're someone who's working in a company like you know, 3M, we'll say, for example, and you're in some sort of administrative department. But across the hall, you're hearing all these creative guys who are thinking about ways to new, make a, a new post-it note. And you've got an idea. Mm -hmm. Well, the passion and the traveler's heart is I can step away from who I'm labeled as being. Yes. And I'm going to stick my head in there and say, hey, guys, have you ever thought about this? And suddenly you're segging into a whole new creative thing that could be the direction you're meant to go in. To me, that's what the traveler's heart is about. Mm -hmm. It's about being excited by stepping out of your box and your comfort zone. We all do that when we go on a trip, and yeah. but it's really safe. Mm -hmm. But following a dream, it's not safe. It's riskier. It's challenging. It's exciting and rewarding, but it takes courage because you're really doing something so different than your normal life. And, and the, if there's any quote that I want everybody to hear, even if you don't get my book, if you're this kind of person, it's a quote from Einstein. And, and I'd never heard it before I started my journey. But the quote is, it's so simple, but it's so powerful. It's, I must be willing to give up who I am in order to become who I will be. Mm. And if you're wanting to follow a dream, by definition, that's what you're saying. I'm not going to just be that guy anymore. I'm going to be this guy doing something totally different and amazing. And it's going to take courage to do there. And I'm going to have to leave some things behind. And you'll feel yourself pulled along the way. Gosh, I've had this forever. Am I going to let go of this? And the answer is, yeah, you have to let go of some things yeah. to move forward and become that new person. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things I talk about is comfort and safety actually puts you at a disadvantage because comfort and safety actually negate the whole thing of being curious and courageous. And Absolutely. those are the first two things that you need, right? Because everything else will unfold 
But when you stop being curious and when you stop being courageous, then, you know, we can't let that safety and certainty really doesn't serve us. You know, so Mark, how can people get the book and are you doing any workshops? Are you working with people? So first tell the audience about how to get the book. And then so if there's other things. my website, yeah. my website has a short name. It's a little strange, but when you think about it, it's very simple because I'm a photographer image. So if you remember image, you're halfway there, two thirds of the way there. And then my name is Mark Alberhasky. And if you can remember Ma and Pa, well, I'm the Ma. So imageMA.com <laughs> okay. gets you to Love my it. website. And I tell that story to people. And then weeks later, strangers remembered the website by that way. And then they write me with the contact form that's there. So if you head to imageMA.com, you'll find there's a store there that has the book in it, that has the ebook in it. And so that's a great way to, to find out about the book. And then certainly anyone can write me through the contact form in the book. It's marketimagema.com. Awesome. Well, you've and, been- and yes, yes I, I do teaching here in the home. Okay. We're in my home studio. I do what are called one-on-one digital B&Bs. So you come to Atlanta, I pick you up at the airport, you're a guest in my home. The two of us just dig into your photography for the entire weekend. It's a very relaxed- but very intense situation. And I love every time I've done it, how the light bulb goes on in people's eyes. And the best thing is when they look at their own work, they bring five, you bring a hard drive and we go through your own work. And I show you how to interpret your images that you've already made. And they look at it and they say, I can't believe I took that. Mm. And that's when you know you've really got a home run. Okay. Do you have a uh, certain, love, like, do people have to be at a certain experience level to no. come experience? See, that's what, that's what people think. Oh, gosh, go do something like that with a photographer like Mark. I really have to be experienced. So I'll go do it in a couple, couple of years. Right. And the challenge of that is you come in a couple of years with, and then I have to teach you all these bad habits that you have to undo. It's much better to come when you're just excited and you're a blank slate and we can fill it in with all the right ways to do it from the get-go and then you can just go out from the beginning be making amazing images and capturing what it is your heart's telling you is going to be something exciting so no i encourage people at all levels you know you can already be good and i can take you and teach you a lot more but you can be at the front end of how do i work this expensive new camera that i just got and so we can get you you know get the ground running really fast. Excellent. Thank you. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being an incredible guest. And again, circling back with how you started that, you know, reminding people about their passion and about their dream. And if they can feel it, they can see it, they can envision it for themselves. It is possible. And to show your extraordinary, you know, experience, what you've been doing, going from being a doctor to being a photographer and creating all this joy, not only for yourself, but for everyone who gets to work with you or to read your story and to experience. I so feel you in those pictures. Just Thank you for the work that you're doing out there. And thank you for being an inspiration for all our listeners who are either living the traveler's heart right now and taking it to the next level, or for that listener who didn't up to this point, trust and believe that living the way of the traveler's heart could be for them, reminding them that it's possible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a great day, Mark. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for venturing with me through the Traveler's Heart Podcast. I appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe to the Traveler's Heart Podcast and leave a heartfelt review. Remember, it's always more fun to travel with friends, so invite them to subscribe too. I want to invite you to my website, juliezolfo.com, to receive a free gift called the ABCs of Living Ridiculously Fulfilled. There, you will also find the link to my Amazon best-selling book, The Way of the Traveler's Heart.